You're listening to nothing but the best of internet marketing talk, and you're listening to the David Conley Show. And here's your host, David Conley. Greetings, brothers and sisters of the planet Earth. You're listening to The David Connolly Show, coming at you from dcradionetwork.com. If you're new here, well, let me give you the vibe. Here we like to talk about, basically, uh, web development. If you're into PHP and all of that stuff, you'll probably feel right at home here. We like to talk about internet marketing and getting visitors and how to get sites to the top of Google and all that kind of stuff. We like to talk about frameworks and all that. Right now we are loving the Codeigniter framework and uh, from time to time we sometimes talk about things like productivity and politics and all sorts of things. So uh, welcome, welcome, welcome and a special welcome to my Good man, Joel, all the way from Florida, who has just joined the room for the first time. Now let me give you the lay of the land. There is a Skype room. We are on Skype, and I know it's probably not how you're supposed to use Skype, but nevertheless, you can add me on Skype. It's DC Radio Network, okay? That's all one word, all lowercase. Look, let me talk you through this. It's so, so easy. You just... Head on to Skype, you click Contacts, okay? You see the button on Skype that says Contacts? You click Add Contact, and then all you do is you just write D-C-R-A-D-I-O-N-E-T-W-O-R-K, and then send. That will go straight to me. I'll add you back. We'll have a few laughs. We'll have a fun-packed time. Why am I all out of breath just now? Actually, I know why. It's because before I came on, we were grooving to some Jackson 5 and all that, you know? Um, You have to see, whatever you thought of Jackson, he was one seriously talented character. Was he not? Was he not? We're going to be talking about mostly productivity today. I want to take a little break from the code, give you guys a chance to relax. All of this coding stuff can become a little bit stressful after a while, don't you think? And of course, if you don't have any decent productivity, then we're not going to get anything done, you know? So I wanted to do another miserable challenge today. I want to um, talk about another miserable goal-setting workshop. Yes, I know we're all sick of goal-setting. I know we're all sick of all of this kind of stuff, but today it's going to be happening with a little bit of magic. Stay tuned and it's coming right at you. But first, I have a question for the room. Let's see if anyone can figure this out. Folks, why is the number 3000 important to people who build websites? Anyone in the room? Yes, someone seeing the tipping point theory, that's right. Yes, indeed. It is, indeed, the tipping point theory. Folks, this is the strangest thing. It has no scientific backup or anything like that. It pretty much doesn't make any sense. But, you know, well, as you're sick hearing, I've been building sites professionally since 19... I think 1996. And there's this strange thing that I've noticed over the years, right? When you build a website and you get a, you get above 3,000 unique visits per month. Now, I don't know why. It's not going to stand up to scrutiny. I'm not going to take any questions on this. But for some reason, when you get above 3,000 unique visits per month, assuming it's a reasonably constructed website, assuming there's a reasonable product or service, blah, 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 folks, the sites always seem to go into profit. It's the tipping point. So if you're getting more than 3,000 hits per month, more than 3,000 unique visits per month on any website, you should be in profit. And really and truly, I can't think of a single example over all these years. I cannot think of a single example 
of anyone who has defied that rule, you know. Um, it's the strangest thing ever. 3,000, you know, so keep an eye on the hit counters. I've been keeping an eye on the hit counters and I have to tell you, man, there is some interesting stuff going on at dcradionetwork.com. Listen, I'm not some guru. I'm not the most popular guy in the universe. I'm not even the most popular guy in the neighborhood. But um, I was checking out the stats, right? Something that I promised I would never do, right? And last year, this website, this show, or whatever you want to call, was getting around about 750 uniques per month. 750 unique uh, visitations per month, okay? 750. I know it's not many. This year, well, to be honest, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's still not many, okay? I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I'm the lone talker here, okay? Uh, not pretending to be super popular or anything. But this year, for the same month this year, we're just over, I think, 2,700 uniques per month. So that's quite a good growth, and it's, you know, in one year. And the funny thing is, folks, I'm kind of a bit nervous because... As we approach this 3,000 point, I'm thinking, gee, what on earth am I going to do? I haven't sold anything. I haven't advertised anything. And, you know, as the hits go up, like, I'm paying for hosting and all stuff like that. And I'm kind of thinking, I wonder where this is all going to go, you know? Now, I checked out the, rather stupidly, looked at the hits just the other day there, just last night, in fact. And we're on course to smashing last month's best again. I mean, the hits are just, you know, it's like a perfect exponential curve. Same with the Insider Club sign-up, tons of uh, sign-ups, but it's the strangest thing. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I am pretty stoked. Here's another question for you guys in the room. I shall be super impressed if you can figure this one out. Can anyone in the room tell me why a five-pointed star is kind of significant for people who build websites for a living. I mean, there's pretty much no chance. I'll just pause, see if anyone type. Oh, nobody's typing. Maybe nobody can even hear me. I don't know. Da, 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 da. All right, well, then some good guesses coming in. I'm seeing people saying goals and all of that stuff. Um, <coughs> pardon me. I'll give you the vibe, actually. Um, when you... Well, okay, here is... I'll give you the full, miserable vibe, right? A few years ago, I was really going through a tough time and struggling and all of that stuff, you know? Economic crash, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up heading up north, like a way up north. I headed up to the hills, you know? And I thought, I need to have a... It, by the way, folks, if you hear those Skypey noises, it's just me, okay? Just relax, it's just me, I have Skype on, you know? Anyway, I headed up north, took some time out to a place called Malague, actually. It's just like the middle of nowhere. It's like the set of Lord of the Rings, you know? And I thought, I need to get away from this place, man. I need to rethink and refocus and all that stuff. And I took this sheet, uh, not a sheet of paper, I took a big notepad and I was in this kind of conservatory, big fancy hotel, and I was overlooking the water and the mountains, and I'm doodling, and I'm trying to kind of figure out why things weren't happening, you know, with the, the web development business. And as I was drawing, I, I suddenly drew this five-pointed star, and then I came up with this stupid, meaningless kind of thing. It was like this silly phrase, like... I think it was start doing better looking sites or something like that. And so I put an S on the uh, top point and then a D and then a B and then an L and then an S again. And basically the, the thought occurred to me that this shape, this five pointed star, the diagram, the symbol, I don't want to freak you out or spook you out, out but this is actually the symbol that can represent our perfect web development business. Now check it out. We draw a little star on the paper. The top, sales. Can you handle it? Sales. The second one, D. Exactly. Pentagram. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you very much indeed. We have sales. We have D. 
which is design, second point on the star. I said development, that was wrong, it's not development, it's design. We have B, we've got to build the sites, okay? We have L, we've got to launch the sites. And then we have S, we've got to support the sites. Now I'm trying to come up with a little phrase that can help me to remember this, you know, like start... What was I saying earlier on? Start doing better looking sites or something. But this is the vibe. The funny thing is, you know, there's a lot of developers who listen to this show, right? And if you guys are struggling or whatever, maybe having a few challenges, I actually think that it sounds a bit silly. And I'm, listen, I'm not trying to be Tony Robbins, right? But if you actually draw a little star on a piece of paper, right? And I know not one of you people have done this, you smug swines. Um, but if you draw a little star on a piece of paper, okay, now on the top we're putting an S, it stands for sales. Next little point, D, design. Next one, B, building, so that's all your PHP and all that. Next one, an L for launching. Next one, an S for supporting. Now, I want you to imagine, folks, that the center of the star represents the number, the number represents zero. I'm sure some clever clogs will tell me zero's not a number and black's not a color and all that stuff. But the center of the star's zero, okay? Stop trying to be clever, <laughs> okay? Now, as we move out on the various arms, we move up the scale, okay? So if you're perfect at web development, if you know PHP, CSS, you're a genius at all of that stuff, then on the third prong, on the B for building, you would be a 10. Can you handle what I'm saying? If you were kind of okay at sales, but not that great, you'd maybe be a five. Can you handle the vibe? Now, if you look at your business and you actually go around the five points of the star. I'm talking to you web developers, okay? Head on round and honestly give yourself a score out of 10 for each of these areas. Well, the vibe is, if we are on top of our game, we should have a perfect five-pointed star, a perfect pentagram. This is the vibe. I was sitting in with a client just about four days ago. And... Um, I, I tried this exercise with him, and he was a, another developer. I know it sounds a bit strange, but I work with other developers. And I remember saying, okay, so what are you for a sale, uh, for S? How are you doing for sales? And the guy was like, I'm about an eight. And I said, okay, what do you do for sales? And he says, well, I don't know, people just find us somehow. And I said, how do they find you? He said, I don't know, they just seem to stagger in. Sometimes from the street, literally, they walk in his office. Sometimes they see him on Google. And I says, is that all you're doing, just waiting on the odd person staggering in? He said, yeah, pretty much. I said, well, I, oops. I, said, well, I have a newsflash for you, Charlie. You're a zero for sales. And I had to give him a big lecture about active and passive marketing and all of the kind of stuff that we talk about here, you know. So... As you go around this, very honestly, we're giving ourselves scores. Can you handle it? Now, here is something that's kind of interesting. The other day, I, I put out this show. Occasionally, you know, sometimes you put shows out and you say, man, that was rubbish. I'm quite critical. But sometimes you put something out and you're like, man, that was pretty cool. I think I really nailed something. And I think I touched upon something the other day that, was quite good and I haven't heard anyone else talking about this. And what it was is that there are essentially two types of web developer. Nobody's talking about this, but we're talking about it here. Now, this is kind of interesting. I wonder if you'll agree with the vibe, okay? There's basically two types of web developer, type one and type two, let's call them, just like diabetics, you know? So, Type 1, according to the doctrine of TC, if you're a type 1 developer, type 1 means you've came from a very technical background. So you've uh, maybe, I don't know, let me have a think, like you've maybe started off uh, like, you know, playing around with DOS or something like that. You're familiar 
with the terminal and control panels and BIOSes and all of that stuff and you come from a, a very technical background. Maybe you started off installing sound cards for friends and things like that. Maybe back in the day when this kind of thing wasn't so, so easy. Um, so there are a lot of web developers who come from that kind of technical background. Really technical background actually. And I shall call them Type 1. Now if you've ever listened to Derek McLean, who's been a guest on the show, he is a classic Type 1 web developer. So he's very technical, you know, completely at home, looking at a kind of jet black screen and writing, you know, things like DIR and all of that stuff. And that's his world and he's fine and that's the vibe, you know. Um, if you look at someone like um, Taylor Otwell, who I haven't met, but I've seen some videos of him on YouTube and I've, I've managed to kind of feel his energy, right? Um, he is also a classic type one. When you listen to him, when you see the vibe and look at what he's up to, he's clearly a guy from a technical background and, you know, he's very happy talking about kernels and stuff like that. Can you handle the vibe? Now, there is another type of developer completely, which I'm going to call type two, all right? Now, type two web developers are the kind of people who maybe started off uh, with something as simple as Microsoft Word, you know? And they started off and they printed off a nice looking leaflet. And then they maybe moved on to Photoshop or something. Maybe they moved on to Front Page. Maybe they moved on to, I don't know, Dreamweaver, something like that. And they've basically uh, progressed, you know? Uh, <laughs> someone said, I know what's coming, Type 3, Eben Pagan. Eben Pagan is not really a web developer, but just a, I guess you could say a marketer who has an interest in IT, you know. Uh, but Eben Pagan's cool, you know. Uh, nice guy, and, and I'm sure he knows what he's doing, you know. But in any event, the Type 2s are more, more artistic. Can you handle it? So a Type 2 developer may not know about the terminal and kernels and all of that stuff, but they'll probably know about website design, uh, usability. Maybe they'll know about link building or article writing or website usability or the laws of color. Did you hear me, people? I said the laws of color. Oh, you haven't, you don't know what they are? Well, you're probably a type 1, okay? So type 2 have an entirely different kind of background from type 1. Now, I am a type 2. You can probably tell that, okay? I'm completely type 2. Now, I can write PHP code and there's tutorials on YouTube and all of that stuff. But fundamentally, I'm coming in from a a sort of slightly more design background than the type 1s, you know. And the funny thing is, is when you start meeting other developers and whatnot, you kind of start saying, yeah, well, there's a type 1 and he's a type 2, you know. So, for example, um, well, I don't know if I should start. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I think I will. If you take a guy like Paul in the room, who is our resident IT security expert, my speculation, and it's only speculation based on a handful of conversations, I think Paul is probably a type 1. I'm pretty sure of it, actually. But if you take a guy like Brian from Alabama, who's another person from the room, Brian kind of reminds me of me, you know? And some of the things he says, it's, I think he has a somewhat different angle. And I think Brian is a good example of a type too, you know? Can you handle the vibe, people? Am I making sense here? Now, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with being a type 1 or a type 2, you know? Now, what I've noticed is type 1 developers have a massive problem with sales, okay? This is my experience. And in fact, 
one of the things I've noticed is that when you when you go around and you talk to other developers or when you go around the room and you you'll see the type ones always talking about code because they love PHP, they love um you know they love uh, talking about you know functions and multi-dimensional arrays and all. I mean they're completely at home with this you know they have I guess you could say super logical minds but the thing about type ones you know the technical guys you hardly ever see them talking about sales you know but the type twos the type twos actually are quite wired towards sales, they're comfortable with all that stuff. It's one of the reasons why I think Brian from The Room, Brian from Alabama, I think he's a type two because I've heard him say a few things and I've seen him say a few things and I just get that vibe from him. I'm a type two, that's fine, you know. Now type two, the weakness of the type two developer, and I am one, is productivity, okay. So if you are a type 2 developer like me, my speculation is that the one area of this five-pointed star that we need to kind of really look out for is productivity, you know, um, and possibly perfectionism as well. If you're a type 1, you've got to really stink about sales, you know. So that's my little thought of the day. And in any event, folks, I headed up north, I drew this thing out, you know, this diagram. And as I started to kind of look at everything, I could say to myself, right, okay, well, I'm weak here and I can improve this and improve that. And the funny thing is, um, sometimes it can be the simplest of changes. I mean, one of the arms on this kind of five-point star for us guys, for the developers, is launch, right? And you're probably thinking, well, launching a site's easy, you know? You just launch a site. Here's the thing, folks. If you're working on maybe seven or eight websites per day, like me, or at least the way I was last year, lately I haven't been doing that, okay? Last year I was. Launching sites can take ages, Especially if you're talking about setting up emails and, you know, if it's a dedicated server, uploading databases, it can go on and on and on. So it may seem silly putting an L in for launch, but you see, folks, you developers, I would like you guys to have a think about this. How many hours per year do you waste launching sites? Maybe... You could hire someone. Maybe you could even get someone from Elance or Fiverr or something and get them to do the launching, you know? There's always ways of improving all the vibes. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? All right. Well, let me, speaking of handling the vibes, let me move on to my main topic of the day, which I'm very excited about. <coughs> and that's not it. <coughs> Pardon me. That's um, the remnants of whooping cough, folks, you know. Um, anyway, let me give you my main vibe of the day. I wanted to talk about this miserable goal-setting vibe, and I wanted to um, add a little twist of my own. I've been reading some interesting books lately, and I thought I would maybe share them with you. Is that okay? You don't mind if I talk about books for a little moment, okay? Um, as you know, we're all basically trying to figure out ways of becoming the limitless guy. <laughs> you know, the guy from the movie with the super brain and productivity and all that stuff. Uh, but we haven't quite got there yet, but we are trying. Anyway, I have a couple of interesting books which have... Um, you know, one of them I'm still going through and they're kind of quite cool. Uh, one of the books, I mean, when you guys see this in the room, you're going to think, gee, he had to buy this book. As soon as I saw the title, I just thought, man, I'm going to get that book no matter what it takes. I wonder if you guys will be able to see this. Here's what I've been reading, folks. You'll like this. It's just the coolest title ever. <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? Isn't that fantastic, Ola? This is what I've been working through. 
It's called Get the Vibe by Melissa Perry Moraya Moraya or Maraja M-O-R-A-J-A What would that be folks? I think it's, is it Moraja or Maraya? You know how the Scandinavians do their Y's instead of J's? Anyway, it's from Ha I think it's Melissa Perry Moriah. I'm going to I'm going to go all Scandinavian and say it like that. Very interesting book, guys. Basically, it's talking about. I've not finished it yet, but it's talking about uh, uh, how music and color and things like that can change the whole vibe, change your energy levels, change everything. Before I came on, some of you folks will notice I had some Jackson Five on and. This is actually straight from the boot. As crazy as it sounds, a little bit of disco music to start off the day, a little bit of moving and grooving and all that stuff, Boney M, James Brown, you know the vibe. It's Fantasticola. If you're looking for a way to increase productivity, this is the tip. Somebody's saying what about colours and stuff? Well, I'll give you the theory. Um, This is partly just from me, and it's partly from what... I can remember, you know. Um, Basically, the theory is that colours can actually change your state, okay? Um, For example, the colour blue is an appetite suppressant, okay? Uh, And, you know, it's actually more than just, you know, makes people feel a certain way. Apparently, they really, really do have... Uh, physiological effects. So, for example, blue is an appetite suppressant. And you know what's interesting? Actually, somewhere on my phone, let me show you something that will blow. Ah, is, is it still on? I've actually got a new phone today, so I have an old... Ah, it's not gone. Okay, you're going to have to trust me on this. I used to do lectures, not lectures, seminars. Jesus, if I could do a lecture. I used to do uh, seminars talking about website usability and design and stuff. And one of the examples that I used to give people was from the neighbourhood. And there's two cafes, or at least there was two cafes, right? You know, a cafe, you get your lunch and all that. And one of them, they were actually about one mile from here, just where I stay. And one of them had a big orange sign. An orange sign, okay? And it was, uh, you know... They did certain things and they cooked food and all of that stuff and that was the vibe. Now the other cafe which was on Cathcart Road, Glasgow had a blue sign and it was about 200 metres away from the first cafe but on a busier street and everything was the same, same kind of staff, same food, same everything but they had a blue sign. Can you handle it? And I remember saying to myself, this this is the perfect field test. And I used to go by every day, and I kid you not, I shall show you the pictures. Let me charge up my phone, and maybe by the end of the show I'll be able to do this. Um, oh, maybe not, I can't find the charger. I'll try and find the pictures, right? But the orange shop, the shop with the orange sign, had massive queues every lunchtime, literally going outside the building, literally going out and winding round the building, the orange shop. The blue one, folks, it was tumbleweeds. It was tumbleweeds. I actually tried both shops. There was no difference in the food or anything, but it was basically, you know, the blue one didn't happen. Ended up, it ended up the blue one shut down. In fact, do you know what I'm... What I'm going to do is, for the folks in the room, uh, I'll hang about in the Skype room and I'll show you these two cafes on Google Maps and you'll see what I mean. And they're both the same size, same kind of menus, same friendly staff, same everything. One orange, mega profits. One blue, tumbleweeds. It's unbelievable. This is the the power of colour. Now, if you are a web designer, this is big, okay? This is something that you should really be tuning into. And let me tell you something, folks. Uh, Joel's just said in the room, is it similar to feng shui? Well, actually, it's not really. You see, we are not 
we are not taking a trip. Man, there's some echo in here. Hello? Just to let you know, I've rearranged the furniture here and it's really echoey, so I apologise for that. Anyway, with feng shui, we are delving into the supernatural, I think. You know, it's all facing certain directions and all of that stuff. And that's fine, I'm not here to knock it, okay? I want you to know, folks, colour theory is not that kind of thing. For example, in nature, okay, in nature, there are hardly any foods that are blue in colour. Have you noticed that? In fact, I'll tell you what, you head out to a forest or something, find some blue stuff, right? Find some blue stuff and eat it and let's all see how you look the next day. You see, in nature, food is hardly ever blue, you know? So, let me stress, folks, this, this conversation has the hallmarks of a, you know, metaphysical, let's all be hippies conversation. And that's cool. I like the vibe, you know. But the thing is, it's not. This is scientific stuff. This actually, we're not talking about emotions. We're not talking about, uh, you know, something, some voodoo weird thing. Colours actually have physiological effects, you know. And the book, Get the Vibe, if you really want to get the vibe, I would think about getting the book, you know. It's my recommendation of the day. I haven't finished it yet, but I think this is definitely an interesting uh, theory. Um, I'm going to dedicate an entire show, I think, to just talking about the different laws of colour and what they mean and all of that stuff. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff, you know. Um, Anyway, uh, let me just see what's happening in the room. I see Brian's left a comment here. He's saying, Scientists have discovered that an orange or cream-coloured cup definitely makes coffee taste better, while a white or red cup will not enhance the flavour. The discovery demonstrates once again that our taste buds are definitely influenced by the colours our eyes perceive. Well, thank you very much indeed. You see, folks, that's the calibre of people we have in the room. You know, highly literate, intelligent, well-read, and thank you very much indeed. Um, if you are a designer, you need to know this stuff. If you are involved in web design, you absolutely need to know this stuff. Believe me. So, that's the vibe. Get the vibe. Get the vibe, and I, I do apologise for not being sure. If I've got your name, I'm going to contact the author. I'm going to let her know that I've given her a little mention. And if I have her name wrong, then I'll come back and correct myself in a future show. So, Get the Vibe, and the full title, folks, if I can just find it, is Get the Vibe, Achieve Your Goals, Increase Your Productivity, and Improve Your Relationships. Right. Speaking of productivity, oh man, I've gone on for so long. Right, we're going to have a challenge, folks. We are going to have a challenge, and I want you to join in with me, okay? Now, we're, we're all sick of goal-setting workshops. I mean, why do they even call them workshops, you know? I, I just find the whole thing a complete turn-off, you know? But the other day, I was listening to Brian Tracy on uh, YouTube, I don't know if you've heard of Brian Tracy. <coughs> oh, gee. <coughs> I'm terribly sorry. You should have seen me a couple of months ago. I don't know if you've heard of Brian Tracy. He's kind of a self-help guru guy, a bit like Tony Robbins. I quite like Brian Tracy because he sounds to me like the robot that I would have loved to have had when I was a kid. You know, he has this really cool, hello. I'm Brian Tracy, thing going on, and it's quite cool. So sometimes it's nice to work with a nice, friendly, kind of robot voice. In, you know, today we're going to talk about goal setting and all that stuff, you know. I quite like Brian Tracy. I think he's cool, you know. And of course, we all need someone to idolise, right? In any event, I was having a listen to Brian Tracy. There's tons of his stuff on uh, YouTube, you know. And... 
as I was as I was listening to this, he actually said something that really stood out for me. He talked about goal setting, and we've all done this, right? You don't need the patronizing speech from me, okay? But he was talking about how you know how like people who are into this write down their goals, then forget them for the year. He was saying that if you keep viewing your goals for I think it was twenty one days. It may have been 30 days, but I'm going to just say 21 because I'm lazy. If you revisit the goals, then in 21 days, it will change your life. It will change your life. You know? Um, somebody's asked an interesting question. Someone's asked, why, why are Brian Tracy's and Tony Robbins' sites blue, royal colour? <coughs> Pardon me. Blue's actually a perfect colour for their websites, and there's a couple of reasons why. I think the answer's in the question. Royal Blue is traditional. It's trustworthy. Trustworthy. It's credible. Okay, I see Paul's just saying it makes people feel confident. That's right, you know, instills confidence. It has all of those things going for it, you know. It's... Uh, it's all about credibility, reliability, tradition, and all of that stuff, you know. It's a perfect, perfect colour. Um, actually, I think that when you really start to look at people like Brian Tracy and Tony Robbins and you dig deeper, a lot of those guys are talking about the law of attraction and things like that. Uh, maybe not so much Tony Robbins, but maybe they don't even use those phrases but in one way or another, there's this element of, you know, think and grow rich and all of that. This kind of timeless element going on as if these are the, the laws of success which have been passed through the generations. We've all heard Tony Robbins saying things like, um, you know, success leaves clues, you know. Those guys, I think, are quite big on the idea of tradition and trustworthiness and even a kind of hint of something sacred going on. Blue is a fantastic colour. You know what's interesting actually? Um, Yavo, who typed that out. The, the book, or the tape that you're reading just now, uh, which is called Your Wishes, Your Command by Kevin Trudeau, that's blue as well. Kind of interesting, eh? Anyway, we're going to do some goal setting. Here is the vibe, right? I heard Brian Tracy saying, try this for a few weeks, it will change your life. This was the vibe. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm not here to advertise anyone. I'm not here to be the self-help coach, okay? I mean, come on, give me a break, right? Um, so, what we're going to do in a very um, logical, sensible, determined and intelligent way I would like to actually test Brian Tracy's theory with you guys, and I hope that you'll join me. I am not here as an ambassador of Brian Tracy or anyone, actually. I'm just here as a guy who thinks, well, maybe this is something worth trying. So here is the vibe, folks, right? I'm going to play a little bit of Brian Tracy. I'm going to let him give you the vibe, okay? Now, I'm not even sure if I can play things from Brian Tracy, but it's just from YouTube, you know, and technically, I'll just, if anyone comes to get me, I'll just say it was YouTube in the background and somebody left it too loud, I don't know. But in any event, um, BrianTracy.com, buy his stuff. Please do not sue me, Brian Tracy. We are all your biggest fans. Hopefully that's me now legal. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to play some Brian Tracy for a few minutes. I'm going to let him give you... <laughs> okay, Brian's just... But Brian from the room has just said, I'm not. Okay, kind of reminds me of a Monty Python scene that. Anyway, we're going to play a little bit of Brian Tracy. We're going to hear the vibes. Then we're going to come back. We're going to add a little touch of our own magic because... We're not going to just do it the way everyone else does it. We're going to do some super cool stuff of, of our own. And then we're going to come back and uh, basically we'll try this out together. So in 21 days, we will see 
if there's actually been any great change in our lives, okay? So that's the vibe. Thank you very much indeed. I'm now going to play a few minutes. <laughs> I was going to play a few minutes of Brian Tracy, but instead I played the Jackson 5. Maybe the Jackson 5 would actually be better than Brian Tracy. <laughs> Oh yes, don't you just love it? I'll maybe play that later on. <laughs> anyway, it's such a professional show here. You know, to think of the millions I invested in this studio, it's quite unbelievable. Okay, well it really is unbelievable. Okay, so here comes Brian Tracy and he is going to talk about goal setting. Check this out. What you do is you take a clean sheet of paper and this is where you're going to write down your goals. I have people in my seminars, by the way, take a clean sheet of paper and write at the top of the page the word goals and today's date. I say, this is going to be a very important piece of paper for you, so make a separate piece of paper. And then what I do is I tell them, now write down 10 goals that you'd like to accomplish in the next 12 months. But these goals have three special characteristics or qualities. First of all, you write them in the present tense. Your subconscious mind is like a special computer that can only be accessed if you if you program it with commands in a particular language, and the language it understands is the language of now, the present tense. What does that mean? You don't say, I will earn such and such an amount. You say, I earn this amount of money by such and such a date. I weigh this number of pounds by such and such a date. I drive this type of car, live in this type of home, achieve this type of goal. So you say it as though you are looking back and you've already accomplished the goal. It's already a reality. This is the kind of command your subconscious mind goes to work on immediately. The second P, we call these the three P's. The first is a present tense. Second is a positive. You always use positive language because your subconscious mind cannot process a negative. So you say, for example, not I will quit smoking, but I am a non-smoker. Not I will lose weight, but I weigh this number of pounds. Always phrase your, uh, your goals in the positive tense. The third P is called the personal. And you always use the word I when you write down a goal for yourself. Because you are the only person in the universe who can use the word I in reference to yourself. And whenever you use the word I, you signal your subconscious and superconscious minds that a very important goal is coming down from head office. And when you use the word I, you always follow it with an action verb. And here's what we know. The shorter, sharper, the simpler the goal statement is, the faster it will come into reality. So don't write a goal statement that takes a paragraph. Write, I earn X number of dollars by such and such a day. I achieve such and such a goal by such a day. And it's always I plus an action verb. It's the most powerful way of programming your subconscious and unlocking your mental powers. So now you take a clean sheet of paper, and what you do is you write down 10 goals in... The, positive, the present tense, positive person. And you write them down and you end each goal with the words by such and such a date. In other words, every goal is time dated. This exercise takes three to five minutes. In my seminars, I have everybody go through this and I wait until everyone is done. Once you've completed this exercise, something marvelous has happened. You've moved into the top 3% of adults in our society. Because only the top 3% of adults have ever written down their goals like this. Ten goals in the present tense, positive personal sense in their lives. Now, I have some more good news for you. Is that when you write down your goals, if all you did was take your list of goals and put it away somewhere where you wouldn't see it for an entire year, when you pull that list out at the end of 12 months, you'll be absolutely amazed. You'll be both happy and sad. You'll be happy... Because when you open this up, eight of your ten goals will have been accomplished in the most remarkable ways. And you'll be sad. Because you wish you had set more goals. And bigger goals. Okay, folks. That was uh, Brian Tracy. Now, just in case you're looking for it on YouTube, the, you want to search for quick goal-setting formula, Brian Tracy. And that's B-R-I-A-N-T-R-A-C-Y. Search for quick goal setting formula. It's 4 minutes 16 and that's the video, okay? I'll put the link on the room uh, for anyone in the room. Here it is here. And that was 
Brian Tracy. But of course, you know, we're going to add our own spin on this because we are super awesome here. And we're going to do some things which are going to be very cool indeed. Now, you will have heard him say 10 goals, okay? Now, take note of these three points, folks. We want 10 goals. We want them in the present tense. And we want the word I, okay? So I earn, I blah, blah, right? That's the vibe. Here comes the DC injection of awesomeness. And here's what we're going to do. Well, actually, there's a couple of things. The first thing is we're not going to wait one year for this stuff to work. We're going to try this for 21 days, three weeks. Can you handle three weeks, people? Can you handle humoring this for three weeks? And if it works, it'll be awesome. And if not, then, you know, at least we've tried. Okay, so we're going to try this for 21 days. Now, the real injection of awesomeness is this. Instead of writing down the goals and leaving them for three months, I would like you to write down the goals every single day. Why? Well, folks, the reason is because when you actually write, it's proven scientifically, when you write, you know if you have those um, uh, head, I'm being all scientific here, head thingies, <laughs> Okay, yeah, Dr. David Connolly here, if you're wearing one of those head things. You know the things with the clocks on them? <laughs> Is it cat scans and all that stuff? Yeah, I don't want to go too scientific on you here. But apparently they light up like a Christmas tree when you write, you know? The act of writing really activates the brain in ways that speaking or just thinking never could. So we are being scientific, we are activating the brain, thank you very much, and we're doing some awesome stuff. MRI, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, isn't it cool how when, when you think that you're struggling, and uh, when you're talking about something medical, you can just say MRI and everything's cool. Suddenly, you're a genius again. Or DNA. I have a joke. What does DNA stand for? National Dyslexic Association. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the, the, the awesome DC, super cool, finger-licking good, awesome vibe is this. And we're going back to the books. I have another book that I've been reading that I want to mention to you. And here it is. I've mentioned it before, but I am mentioning it again. Look at that cover. Isn't that fantastic? For the people in the room on the video stream, look at that. That's one of the coolest book covers I've ever seen, you know. It's called Whole Brain Power, okay. This book I'm reading is called Whole Brain Power, The Fountain of Youth for the Mind and Body by Michael J. Lavery. Um, now, his, um, his prediction or his theory whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure if it's offered in audio format, but um, I'll give you the quick Reader's Digest, and I'm sure you can uh, get it from Amazon. I have the ebook version here, you know, and it's very cool. Now, what the guy says, uh, I've talked about this before on the show, but he talks about that when you actually start using your weak side. So for most people that means the left hand, right? If you're if you're right-handed, use your left hand. If you're left-handed, use your right hand. When you use the the weaker side that you have to write stuff down, specifically writing but other tasks as well, you know. He talks about playing tennis and doing things with hammers and balls and all sorts. It's all in the book, you know. But basically if you use your weak side, you start activating areas of the brain which have been completely redundant for actually most of your life probably, you know. So here's what we're going to do. You know how I'm looking at this fantastic cover here. It really is one of the best book covers I've ever seen, you know. So much for not judging a book by its cover. Anyway, um, I'm looking at this picture of a brain and behind it's this kind of Leonardo drawing. Now, do you remember the way that Leonardo used to write? Where he would use mirror writing from right to left, okay? Mirror writing from right to left. Yes, someone's just guessed in the room. You're ahead of me. Thank you. Well done. 
we should write the goals with the other hand. We are going to write our 10 goals with our weak hand, but we're going to write them in mirror format, just like Leonardo da Vinci. The implication is awesome. I think Leonardo knew something, you know what I mean? I think, I think this is the real da Vinci code right here coming at you. So this is what we're going to do. And as we write our goals, we're going to be activating the brain. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be doing all sorts of, and someone's saying it sounds like occult stuff to me. <laughs> well, I suppose that's fair enough, but, you know, um, nothing occult here, you know. Maybe a little bit mystical from time to time. But we are very much on the side of the forces of good. Someone saying we started off with a pentagram. <laughs> okay. Somebody else has said, should I give you my handshake first? Listen, folks. Listen, all you type 1 developers. This is what you guys need, okay? You can't just talk about code forever. We need a little bit of magic in our lives, you know? Uh, so that's pretty much it. This is the vibe as we wait patiently for North Korea to end the whole thing. So that's the vibe. It's the 21-day miserable goal-setting challenge. Thank you very much indeed. Remember, folks, just to summarise... After this shows up, let's start tomorrow, okay? So we can have our last day of being complete losers today, maybe, right? But from tomorrow, uh, we'll be writing these goals down. Ten goals, write them with your left hand. Can you handle it? Left hand. Present tense, use the word I. It's going to be awesome. The challenge is on. Thank you very much. Let me know how you get on. And before I end, how am I doing for time? I've gone on for far too long. Before I end, if any of you folks have any questions, anyone listening or anything like that, even if you're not in the room, uh, please send me some questions. I don't think I'm popular enough to do a full questions and answers show, you know? It's like, if I ask for questions, I'll probably have like two people that send questions in. But I would like to do some questions and answers. So if there's anything, head to dcradionetwork.com, scroll down, bottom of the page, fill in the contact form. It goes straight to me. doesn't go to anyone else. goes straight to me. So I would really love to do a questions and answers thing. Like I say, I don't think I'm popular enough yet. But if you have anything, please send it and maybe we can do that next week. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a plum-pleasing pleasure and a privilege. I shall see you soon. Bye. And there's only one way to end it, right? <laughs>